Hello, everyone. This is Riddell. That's not how I say my name. I don't know why I just said that. Ruddell with Behold the Connection. And it's been a minute since I did a podcast, which is actually what this podcast is about. <laughs> I'm going to be talking on this episode about feeling your feelings, but not getting stuck in them. Because the person that has to feel the pain of being stuck in your feelings is you, right? It only affects us. And so it's a bit of a dance. And it's one that I haven't spoken to on here. So that's what I'm going to do today. Before I do that, please know that my parenting course, Being a Happy and Connected Parent on Podia, P-O-D-I-A, um, is now on a payment plan over the whole year. So you can buy it and have very, very reasonable, I mean, less than three cups of coffee, honestly, um, per month payment plan. So it's my voice in your ear during this tough year. And even a pandemic aside, I want, I mean, it will always be my mission to empower parents of the world not because I think we need to be perfect parents. It's not even possible. And not because I think we need more pressure on us as parents, pointless, but really rather to dig in and give you the tools so that you can be light and breezy and thrive. And so there's 13 uh, episodes within 12 audio modules. It's over um, almost 14 hours of audio content. So you can listen on the go while you're doing things, driving, um, folding laundry, exercising. It's a game changer and it is super affordable now. And that's called just Google being a happy and connected parent and, and it should take you there. Or DM me on Instagram. I'll give you a link. So now let's talk about <laughs> our pain and our thoughts. So on this podcast, I often mention that I'm very off the cuff. I maybe have a few notes jotted down. And I guess I just want to preface this whole thing by saying I have zero notes jotted down. I have but the thoughts in my head. So where do I want to start? So it's weird and tough times. Where I live, things are very shut down. I mean, we can't have a single person we love in our home. Our kids have no activities. We have no activities. <laughs> I mean, everything. It's it's truly is everything. And the plan to open up is not only um, conditional on a lot of things that feel impossible to achieve, but also very spread out and whatever. People have different feelings about this pandemic, and I don't really speak to that much on here. But what I'm going to speak to is that also we just had basically international travel taken away unless you're extremely loaded and oh my. And actually, even then, some of it's taken away. So we think times are a changing. And what I'm feeling and what I know other people are feeling is a lot of disrupt, a lot of uncertainty, and a lot of disappointment. Most of us you know, have kind of the next year laid out in our minds of what that will look and feel like and what we're excited for. This is what we do as humans. And much of that has been taken away. So it's pretty normal to feel, especially in if you live in the cold like me, in the coldest, gloomiest month of the year, it's pretty easy to find yourself in a state of mind that you're not typically in. 
So I've been feeling this way and I've been working through it. And what I mean by that is I welcome and honor the feelings. I name them to to tame them. I find them in my body. I give myself a whole lot of grace. And when I notice that I'm not giving myself a lot of grace and rather I'm judging myself, I try to add in more grace. Judging myself, what does that look like? You should be doing more of this. You shouldn't be doing that. You should be a more peppy homeschooler. You shouldn't be so tired. You should be more motivated. Now's the time where you should want to clean and organize your pantry. You shouldn't be so tired as this. Things like that. That's self-judgment. Really, that motivates no one ever. That I can promise. So in my parenting course, I teach this. One whole module is on thoughts and one whole module is on feelings. And a basic summary here, please buy the course and and take those modules. Um, A basic summary here is that our thoughts drive our feelings. And so I've been taking a good long look at what am I thinking that's creating these feelings for me? And I honor it all. But I also want to figure it out a bit. I'm not loving how I'm feeling. I'm feeling very disempowered. I'm feeling very hopeless. I'm feeling very sad. And like I said earlier, disappointed. And so I want to paint a bit of a picture for you guys. Basically, there's a couple different types of pain or, yeah, we'll say pain. There's the pain that is cleansing. I want you to think about a gorgeous waterfall somewhere in the mountains or, you know, in a rainforest or just whatever. It's beautiful. It's serving its purpose. The water is running down the rocks. That's this idea of a cleaner pain. You know, we want to be sad when someone that we love has passed. And there's many things in our life that justify wanting to feel that pain. And we don't want to be scared of that pain. And we don't want to avoid that. We need to feel it. In fact, the only way through it, you know, is by feeling it. And so we need to welcome that and lean into it. And it's very hard. I'm not trying to minimize the effort and the resiliency of leaning that is required to lean into pain. You know, you have to get good at being uncomfortable and you have to welcome the sad and you have to sit in the yuck. That is the waterfall. Okay, so that's the pain. It's a cleansing type of pain. Now, I want to talk about what happens way down the line when the river of that waterfall has ran, and maybe we'll just say it's ended in a side area, like a muddy pond. It kind of a bit got diverted. And now it's in this stanky, gross, muddy pond. That's your dirty pain. That's the pain that is not cleansing. It is no, it really isn't serving you. And it's actually keeping you stuck. I think it's important to differentiate between um, the two types of pain because the one feels, what does it feel? Warranted, righteous, healthy, cleansing. Um, The other feels like brewing and stewing and resentment-filled and lots of self-pity and you just start getting into a yuck place, like real, a real stuck place. Okay. So the cleansing of the waterfall passes it through you just like a waterfall does, right? Picture a waterfall in your body from the top of your head, going down, cleansing, finding the feelings, washing them out and going out through your toes. 
this is a process, of course. Like, this is grief, really. Now, the mucky pond that's way down the way, that does not have a cleansing and healthy and healing effect on you. That does what mud does, and it keeps you stuck. So what I've noticed is I initially had the waterfall, like, oh, this is disappointing. Oh, I was looking forward to that that got canceled. Oh, this is harder than I thought it would be. And just feeling it all and letting it wash. And then finding it the next day, feeling it all, letting it wash. What I've noticed, and maybe you can relate to this, is I'm starting to get stuck in the muddy pond way down the line. I am. I'm indulging in a lot of self-pity. I'm thinking thoughts that really don't serve me and are just keeping me more stuck and actually like causing me to buffer more, you know, like buffer more with food, buffer more with TV. I'm not rising up and living my life in the way that I want. That's how you will know. Your thoughts drive your feelings, which which drive your actions. Okay. So my actions are not the actions that I really want to be taken, taking. And that's fine. There's no judgment. It's just an observation like, okay, I'm starting to get stuck in a pond here. I'm starting to get some pretty interesting thought loops. I'm starting to have a lot of self-pity and it's very unmotivating. So again, like I said, I just observe this. I don't judge it. There's no point in judging. In fact, you just sink deeper with judgment. It's like taking a cinder block and putting it on your head and seeing how much deeper you can get in the mud. So I'm just like a little a little butterfly, Riddell. I'm flying above myself and I'm looking and I'm like, wow, you're really stuck in some mud there, Riddell. What are you going to, I can't get you out. I'm just simply a little butterfly. I'm much too light. So what are you going to do? What are you going to think to get yourself out of that mud, Riddell? By the way, tune in for real weird analogies here. <laughs> And so what I've what I've noticed and decided is that I needed to take a look at the thoughts I was thinking and decide whether or not I want to keep thinking those thoughts. What's interesting and that we need to recognize here is that our brains memorize thought loops after a while. And our brains especially memorize those thought loops when they are charged with emotion. So If something feels really passionate and emotional to you, um, this is why trauma is what it is, okay? Your brain will, will want to protect you and it will offer you up. So, so for me, say I'm disappointed about X, Y, or Z right now, because I've been stewing in this with a lot of emotion behind it and just digging deep into a muddy pond. Say tomorrow when something more disappointing happens or just yet another thing or a new announcement, my brain almost seemingly automatic, it is not automatic, but seemingly takes me to that real muddy pond because it has memorized this emotional and thought loop response. Our brains are smart. Our brains are always looking at ways to be efficient. So it's like, oh, we know what to do when we get this bad news. And there we are, right back in the muddy pond. So it takes some real intentional thought work to pull oneself out of that and to maybe go cleanse under that waterfall one last time and then get on with life, okay? Not said in a way to not feel your feelings. That will never be my message. Never, never, never. Feeling feelings is one of the things that I think my generation was never taught, and I think it's one of our biggest problems. 
I also think we can get stuck in our feelings and just live in the land of self-pity that does not help us. It's actually a horrible place to sit and be. So I think that's the other thing that was never taught to any one of us. A good deal of effort to take a look at your thoughts when you're in the muddy pond and then offer yourself new thoughts. I recommend a thought record. In fact, I can do a printable on this if it would help. Writing down throughout a day or two your thoughts. Like every half hour, what am I thinking right now? Or when you notice your mood shift, what am I thinking right now? And then honoring that, loving yourself like, ah, yeah, that makes sense why you'd be thinking that. It's unprecedented times. But what is a more empowering thought? And starting to signal to the brain that I want to think these more empowering thoughts. Your brain will do it. It will take practice and effort. The other thing that I personally am leaning into is some gratitude. So I've been feeling pretty sorry for myself. My husband's in health, and so he's been working so much more. I've taken on so much more with the homeschooling and all these things that, you know, has happened because of the pandemic, and I've chosen. And um, so often I'll be like, oh, it's so hard. I didn't know it'd be this hard. I'm overwhelmed. Instead, what I'm trying to remember is that Unlike many other places of the world, my kids have food. You know, the pandemic, actually, the <laughs> I read a report that the poverty fallout from this response to this pandemic is going to be unprecedented. I mean, absolutely tragic across the world. And so I feel a little bit silly for stressing out over, you know, teaching my kids math when there literally will be parents not being able to feed their kids. I don't say that to judge that I've been in the muddy pond. I say that to offer to you that when we are feeling our feelings, we need to give ourselves the gift of perspective as well. We really do. And I find that when I go to perspective and a little bit of a wider lens about what's going on for other people. In my neighborhood last week, a family's house burnt down and the mother and child died in it. And it is beyond tragic. And that type of perspective can go a long ways when I'm laying in my bed, moping over having to homeschool my kids. It's a privilege, actually. And It's only up to me to reframe it. It's not to dismiss the hard days. It's not to dismiss any of my feelings. That is not healthy. But some perspective is healthy, my friends. It really is. And I hope that you will give yourself the gift of looking with a much wider lens at the world around you and coming back to at least a bit of gratitude, if you can, bit by bit, and finding ways to serve others. I think one of the greatest remedies for when we feel like we're suffering is to look out on how we can serve. I really do believe that. It changes a lot for me when I do that. I hope that this episode just shifted your lens or perspective a little bit. I hope it explained how we can both validate and love where we're at, but also look to brighter days, look to the cleansing pain instead of the stuck pain. And um, thank you for listening. Please, if this helped at all, screenshot and share. It's how I grow my listening and how I am able to uh, sell my parenting course and bless the lives of a lot of families, including my own. So thank you so much for listening. And 
I hope to be back more regularly. Take care. Bye-bye.